Would you stand if you're able and join me in the call to worship? We are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. Yes, we do have confidence, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. we should not do and do the things we should but God is loving and gracious and forgives our wrongdoings but God does not want us to confess where we have gone astray let us do so now join me in the prayer confession God of grace love and communion we confess that we have failed to love you with all our heart soul and mind and to love our neighbors as ourselves we ignore your commandments, stray from your way, and follow other gods of power, wealth, and security. Have mercy on us, forgive our sin, and raise us to new life, that we may serve you faithfully and give honor to your holy triune name. Who is in a position to condemn us? Hear the good news. In Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. 
Welcome to this beautiful day of summer. I am calling this, besides the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time, it is Maple Whirly Bird Sunday. That's on Mike's alternative summer celebration liturgical calendar. You just stay in tune. There will be other fun Sundays coming up. I'm pretty sure it's going to be, it, it, it follows, as you know, Indoor Ants Sunday and also... Cottonwood Snow Sunday, just before a uh, um, farmer's market, and Firefly Sundays that will be coming up, we know, hopefully, soon. So it's great to have you here. You'll notice it's a day when we are celebrating Holy Communion. Um, if you're visiting with us, um, enjoy this meal with us. It's not our table. It's the table of Jesus Christ. You are welcome. Come and be a part of it. By the way, if you're visiting, um, you'll notice today like we're selling coffee and stuff out here in the, in the lobby. That's all about uh, helping folks or raising coffee around the world to get a fair deal on that, a fair trade coffee and chocolates and stuff are for sale. We also have coffee out here in the uh, coffee bar lobby area. But if you're visiting and you notice there's this like stampede of people and they go out of here and then downstairs afterwards, that doesn't normally happen. It's because today, between the services, we are going to have a congregational meeting. We have a couple of those a year, and we're going to elect some officers, look at our annual program reports, and have a Q&A. That'll be in Fellowship Hall immediately, congregation, <laughs> after this service. So um, we'll see you there. Just grab a really quick cup of coffee. Don't stop and talk to your friends. Just bring them with you downstairs. That'll be wonderful. That's right after worship today. Next Saturday. YF car wash. It's going to be a beautiful day, hot, sunny. Your car is aching to be washed by the YF group. So just pull in here in the front of the church and they'll be waiting for you right there. And then this summer, we're, we're giving you some heads up about some fellowship things that are coming. There's a theater hike at the Morton Arboretum on uh, June 28th. And then the church picnic at Salt Creek Park on July 12th. Those are all coming up. Um, Several weeks ago, as we have been doing actually for a while now, we sent out another adult mission group into the world. They went to Iowa, uh, where there was a lot of flooding. Uh, it, you may remember, wow, wasn't it like a year ago? Yes, uh, but it's still a, a mess there. And we sent a, a, a number of folks, and they, um, they went and they worked. And, and you can see some of them today. They have their shirts on. And uh, John Kane is going to come up here and uh, tell you all about uh, their journey, because he was like the honcho of this whole event. But he can't tell you if I don't get a microphone for him. So uh, let me do that. 
thinks. You probably could without the microphone, but here we go. Pretty lines. song says, uh, no matter who you are, no matter where you go in your life, at some point you're going to need somebody to stand by you. Oh 
mentioned, uh, I had the uh, privilege of leading Island this year. Really, the toughest job here on this team is to pull them off the job site. It's an extremely hard-working group, and literally, one 13-hour day, I had to yank everybody off because they were prepared to keep going. It's, uh, it's an incredible group. So, what I thought I would do, rather than try to narrate a bunch of the stories up there, is I'm going to introduce the members of the team, and I've actually made up a nickname for each of the members of the team, which they are <laughs> unaware of. And hopefully that will encourage you to go up to them, ask them about their story on the trip, because it's an engaging uh, time for all who attend. So everybody in blue shirts looks a little nervous right now. <clears throat> Anyways, if you'd stand up when I call your name, if you're here. Uh, these were the members of our team in Iowa this year. Gordon, the Axe, Snyder, <clears throat> Tom, I don't think it's seven feet high orchard, please stand. <clears throat> Barb, you can't break me, Jones. <laughs> Jane, why aren't you jumping up and down, Saranga? Uh, Cindy, I can't stop raking heartache. <laughs> uh, Joni, let me work that saw up orchard. <clears throat> Joni worked the, the big power tool for most of the week. Kim, better see you in church on Sunday, Lavenka. Kim. I want to be a Celtics fan, Ryman. Margaret, queen of baseboard, Schaefer, Schaefer, excuse me. Uh, Janet, do I have to work with Jane again, Cox? Janet and Jane were actually quite a sheetrock team, as you could see up there, so they did a wonderful job. Greg, yes, John, you are a snorer, Patakara. Chris, uh, what have I done, Frodo? Chris was our, our new member on that trip. Uh, and Pete and Susan, we loved the sandbags Eddingtons. The, the first job that we had that the Eddingtons showed up for was to move a 1,000 sandbags anywhere from 25 to 50 yards. So that kind of wiped everybody out for the week right out of the gate. But it was a good team. Um, Barb came down, got about fairly ill during the week, but no other injuries, Mike, to report. So we didn't lose anybody, so that was a win. But it was a pleasure to be associated with the group. They did a great job. It's an extremely hardworking team. And again, please check them out for their individual stories on the trip in Iowa. Thanks. While the ushers are coming forward to uh, bring the offering plates for you all, um, children of the congregation, would you join me for our uh, morning lesson together? So, you guys are ready? In honor of uh, it being Whirly Bird Sunday, 
Come on up here, you guys. Come on up. In honor of it being Whirly Bird Sunday, we'll just kind of do this over here, okay? Are you ready? You know what these guys are? What are they? They're helicopters, aren't they? Should we give them a try? I'll give you, we'll, we'll each take a few. What do you say? And, and on three, we'll heave them. That's what I say. Here we go. All right. Here you go. Have a few more. Ready? One. We're going to like throw them way up. One, two, three. Oh, yes. All right. Very good. Well, you guys can have a seat right there if you want. Now, what are those things, that, they're, those helicopters? They're whirlybird helicopters, but what are they? Yeah, Jack. Maple seeds. So uh, what do they do? What do they, what do they become? Maple trees? So you mean if I just leave these right here, they're going to turn into maple trees? They'll be, we'll like have a, like a forest of maple trees growing in here? No? What do I have to do? I have to water them? I got some water. I got water right here. Let's, boy, can put some water on these guys. That, they need sun. Well, okay. Turn the lights up a little more there. Will you, will you do that there, Tom? Give them a little more. What do you think? So I'll put some water here. Put a little water on that guy. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. That's exciting. All right. Oh, you put him right there in the water. Excellent. Now we got water. We got sun. And, so that's going to be a giant. That'll be, become a tree right there. Dirt. Well, you know what? I just happen to have some dirt. Good, 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 good. So they're not going to grow on the carpet. All right. I got dirt. I got dirt right here. Good dirt. So what do I need to do? I got dirt, so it's going to, now that I put dirt here, it's going to turn into a maple tree right there in the carpet, right? Oh, I need to put it in there. So if I take one of these, these helicopter whirlybirds, Let's see, i got to have a digging tool, don't I? So I'll, I'll make myself, I make like a little hole, right? And I put it right in there. And then if I scoop it up, that's good, right? Now, I, I need to do something else? Oh, now I water it. Okay. If I water it, and now it's, eventually it's going to turn into a tree. Pretty good now? You think we're good to go? Maybe if I took it outside and put it in the sunshine. It would turn into a tree, right? Um, let's see. Now, what about this? See this? Now, if I put it here in the dirt, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig a hole for it too. I'm gonna put it in there, and we'll we'll cover that one all up, and then uh, we'll put some water on that guy, and he's gonna become a nice maple tree too, right? What? Why not? I put it in the dirt. I put water on it. We'll take it outside in the sun. It'll become a maple tree. It's not going to become a maple tree. It's a, well, what, what if it becomes like a, a tree of golf balls? That'd be good. It's not, it's not going to do that, huh? Only, only maple seeds become maple trees, not golf balls or, other, or rocks or anything. Just that. Um. Isn't it amazing that that uh, little tiny whirlybirds, maybe we can throw those up there, that, that little tiny whirlybird guys grow up and become giant maple trees? 
right next door where I live, you know, I live like right next to the church in the house there. We call it the manse. And uh, about years and years ago, there was a pastor, one of the first pastors here at the church. His name was Lester Dakin, and he planted a maple tree like this. And uh, when he planted it, it was probably smaller than you are. But now, guess what? He, he, was, he retired, and uh, he went to Oklahoma for 20 years. He never came back to water that tree or anything. And I've been here for like 17 years, and i got to tell you, I haven't done anything to help that tree at all. No water, no nothing. I've just ignored it. And guess what? It's taller than our house. It's huge. All by itself. Now, God says that that's what faith is like. It starts out as a really little tiny thing, like a maple seed. And it grows in us. And it grows without us. God plants that seed of faith inside of us, and it starts out and it gets a little bigger, and it gets a little bigger, and then it becomes something beautiful inside of us. From the tiniest of little places, it becomes this big tree, this big, beautiful tree. And in the fall, what happens? It becomes, here's, the, here's what it looks like in the spring, boom, like that. This beautiful red maple tree. God is doing something like that in all of our lives. God plants this seed, and it grows in us all the time. How many of you guys are afraid of the dark? You wouldn't admit that, would you? I used to be afraid of the dark and lots of things. But you know, as that, as that it's probably already happened with you. As, you. as that faith grows inside of you, things begin to change. You stop being afraid of the dark. You, you'll get to a place where God is going to ask you to do some really important things in your life, and you might be afraid of doing them, but that faith is going to grow in you to help you to do that. That faith is going to grow in you to, to help you not be afraid of a lot of things. And finally, to not be afraid about dying. Because God is with us always. That's that little seed of faith in you. That you don't water, you didn't plant. It's growing all by itself, by God's grace, the Holy Spirit working inside you. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Let's pray together. Loving God, we thank you. We thank you for the faith that you've given us. That wonderful, tiny, little seed. Help us to be a place that it can grow well. Help us to, to let you work to let you be about that business of growing your faith in us. We look forward to where you are leading us, to the work that you're going to give us to do, to the great things and the great people that God is going to grow us into as his servants in the kingdom. And all God's people shout really loud, Amen! Good job.
So now I'm going to read actually two little seeds themselves, these two little parables that Jesus tells. They're just like little tiny seeds within the, within the gospel story itself. Let's pray together. Lord, as we receive your word, might it indeed take root in us and grow and grow and grow. Amen. So Jesus also said to the people who were around him, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself. First the stock, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle because the harvest has come. Jesus also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It's like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. And yet when it's sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. This is the word of the Lord. You can't force the kingdom of God to happen. You really can't threaten it. You can't cajole or cheer it or worry it on to grow faster or to bigger. Nor can you stop it. It's a force of nature growing up, spreading out, putting down roots. Kind of like kudzu in the south or Next door at the manse, we've got, we've inherited with the manse this wonderful ivy. Man, is that stuff prolific. It is serious. I kind of let it go this spring a little bit. It shot up uh, the brick walls, crossed the windows, which is, give this beautiful green light coming into the house, up to the second story, across those windows, and then it's like into the gutters. It's taking over. I had to get up there and pull some of that down. That's the way it is with the grace of God. It's irrepressible within us, within God's church. It's grace. This unstoppable, relentless grace of God. You just, you know, and you can't conjole. You know, Jesus uses these wonderful little parables to try and get a, a, across a point. You know, and so think of this maple. We'll go back to our little maple tree here since we got this fine dirt and water on the carpet. Um, you know, you can't cajole it. You can't say to that little maple uh, seed, tell you what, you know, grow up quickly. I'll put a really fine hammock, you know, in your branches. It'll be wonderful. It's not going to speed up the process, is it? You can't really motivate a tree, you know. It's, it's Paul Ryman yesterday says to me, there's no way the second service is starting on time. 
because we got Holy Communion, Michael preached forever, we'll have this in between the services, uh, congregational meeting, no way the second service is going to start on time. So I take that as motivation. <laughs> this will be a micro-sermon when we're done. Because I think I heard Paul say, I'm not exactly clear, but I'm pretty sure I think it, I heard him say that if I can pull that off, he's going to come to my house and make me breakfast this week. Is that right, Paul? Yeah. So, and then I think take me out for a free round of golf. That comes with that, too. That works for me, but that's not going to work for a tree. For my little guy over here, hey, we'll find some of the finest, classiest birds to nest in your branches. I don't see any work here. I don't see this thing popping up. It doesn't seem to be speeding anything along at all. Can't motivate it. You can't motivate yourself to become a Christian. You can't threaten somebody into becoming a Christian. You can't threaten faith. You know, I can't, just like I can't come to this and be like, straighten up, let's get going. You're not, you're not going fast enough. If you don't pretty soon grow into this maple tree, I'm going to get an acorn. I'm getting rid of you. I'm going to go with an oak. I'm not seeing a lot of effect there. Either it's not taking my threat seriously, or I've got to get a different threat, apparently. Right. You can't, you know, as absurd. See, this is the crazy, this is what Jesus says for, you know, he's talking to a people that are, they're serious about agriculture, you know. They're, it's not just, oh, we plant tomatoes in the summer here in the suburbs. Their lives dependent on growing things. They know about growing. So Jesus is going, you know, the kingdom of God comes like, what? Like I'm growing something that I have no control over? You can't threaten somebody into the kingdom. You can't really cheer somebody into the kingdom either. You know, I'm kind of a natural cheerleader. I like to, I like to encourage people. I like to say, you know, you be all you can be. You know, so, you know, but but that's going to be effective, right? You know, give me a G, give me a, give me an R, give me, give me an O, give me a W. What's this spell? Grow, grow. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Just like you knew there'd be nothing. As absurd as that is, you can't, I can't encourage myself to becoming a Christian. As nice as that sounds, I can't encourage you or motivate you to become a Christian, to get you into the kingdom of God, nor can I encourage the kingdom of God to grow. I can't do that, as nice as it sounds. And I can't worry myself into the kingdom of God either. I can't worry myself into, into believing. Whoops! Hoop! I can worry about that, though. For instance, you know, I'm worried about this little guy. You know, where'd he go? Man! Oh, there he is. How you doing? I'm worried about you. You know, how's that growing thing going? Really? I mean, really, I'm, what can I do? Is there anything? Not really helping, doesn't. Doesn't say it wants any help. Doesn't want any help at all. I can't. I can't seem to worry it into the kingdom, though. Though I would like to. In fact, I'm kind of worried about this spot because I know some of you. I don't know. You're like you're clumsy like me, maybe. And so, I'm worried. I'm going to give this thing. I think it needs a little little help so that that you guys won't accidentally stumble on this in the night and knock it off of there. So I'm going to put this little warning light on there for it. Okay. That's going to be effective, right? It's 
going to grow a lot faster because I'm worrying about my plants. And I'm just like I might worry about my children. The more worry I do, of course, the faster that plant's going to grow, right? That tree is just going to sprout out of there. Look, at, it's, it's making progress, right? It's not. Oh, another thing that we like to do as Americans, what do we do? We have a problem. We want it to happen. We throw money at it. That's what I need to do. I got some money. Let me see here. What do I got? I need some money. Here you go, little buddy. I got a buck for you. We'll put that in there with you. There you go. Oh. You think I'm cheap, don't you? I'm going to put more money in there. Okay. I, you know, nothing's too, too good for my little buddy, so I'm putting a 10 in there, man. You know, really, you're motivated now. I don't want you to be without anything, without one or whatever. Grow. What? Doesn't seem to be making a lot of progress. My threatening, my, my exhortation, my, my worry throwing money, none of that seems to be really speeding up my little guy there, does it? Henry Cloud, I think it was, said, I'm not sure, he said that I can tell if somebody is a Christian or not. He was, he was mentioning this to a person. And uh, the person says, well, how can you do that? I mean, I, you know, he says, here's the deal, I just asked them. I just ask them if they're a Christian. I say, are you a Christian? And if they answer me, I'm trying to be. He says, I know they're not. Because you cannot try to become a Christian. No amount of effort is going to get it done. You can't make yourself a Christian. It's all grace. No amount of personal effort is going to get you into the kingdom. It's Christ's death on your behalf and nothing else. Nothing else. It's the seed of faith planted in you by God. Nobody else. You didn't plant it. You know, if you think you can plant your own faith, you might as well be planting golf balls. Because that's about as effective as you're going to be in growing your own faith. You can't do it. You've never been able to do it. This is hard for us, isn't it? Because it's not the way the world works at all, is it? Normally when somebody says, I'm trying as hard as I can, I'm giving it my best shot, we say, well, that's great because that's all you can do. And we're like, you know, great. But here, we can't say that. Not in the kingdom. Not in the Christian faith. When somebody tells us, I'm trying as hard as I can, we have to say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You don't get it at all. There are no dues. 
that you can pay, no amount of work that's going to make any difference. You know? But we're about that in, in the world we live in, aren't we? Paying our dues. It's the same thing in church or in prayer even. If we think that somehow by going to church, if we're filling an obligation, or if it's like a to-do list that we're just checking off, or those prayers even that I'm just checking off, you know, that's something that I need to do as it's going to further my advancement in the kingdom. It doesn't matter if I pray 20 minutes or 50,000 hours. None of that grows you when you look at it as an obligation, as a checklist, as something that's working your way to heaven. God's kingdom doesn't grow like that. We grow businesses like that. We know what success is. You've got to work hard. You've got to do all of that. And we understand that but God's kingdom doesn't work like the world. It's so upside down. This is the place where we receive and we give thanks. But we can't earn it. Sure, there are techniques that we can use to employ to help maybe people hear the gospel better, but we can't make them believe. We can't make ourselves believe. The good news is a gift from God alone. And we should be thankful for that. That death on the cross is a gift from Jesus Christ alone. It's a gift from God. It's God's grace and God's time. God does the planting and the watering and the growing. And all we can do is receive and allow that growth to happen. And it will happen. From the tiniest of beginnings. God can take the smallest thing and turn it into something great to the glory of his kingdom. And that's exactly what God wants you to do. Let's pray together. Lord, sometimes we just get it all backwards. We work and we work and we work instead of resting in you and letting you work in us. We want you to further your kingdom through us in the world, but we can't make that happen. Use us, we pray. Let your faith grow in us. Set us free from worry and everything else about our stand in you and just let your grace work in us and help us to let go, to let that happen. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
this time, I'd like to ask Robert and Stephanie Roan to come forward. One of the great joys of, of being in the church is watching those seeds get planted and grow and see how they, that works itself out in, in folks coming to faith and becoming part of our fellowship here. And Robert and, and Stephanie come. They've endured some new member classes. Um, they actually got married here uh, a little while back. And Stephanie uh, remembers coming through vacation Bible school here years ago. Um, and now here they are to become members. And I'm really fired up that uh, this increases our diversity because we don't have enough tall people. You know? <laughs> so be sure and say hi to these guys afterwards today. I'm going to ask you these questions as you reaffirm your faith in Christ. Stephanie and Bob, do you now publicly declare your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you? You renounce evil and affirm your reliance on God's grace. And will you actively participate in the worship, fellowship, mission, and government of the church? Will the members of the congregation please stand? Do we, the members of Yorkville Presbyterian Church, There we go. Do we, the members of Yorkville Presbyterian Church, agree to accept these new members, Robert and Stephanie Rome, as a brother and sister in Christ? Do we? Will we seek to show them the hospitality of Christ and together worship and work for the coming of Christ's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven? Will we? We will. Will you please pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we thank you for these new members whom you have brought into the fellowship of your church. Empower them now to use the gifts you have given them to build up your church and to be bearers of your truth in your life in the world. Nurture them through your Holy Spirit to battle against the forces of evil in this world and give them an ever-increasing sense of your presence and eternal love. Amen. Amen. Congregation, you may be seated. We welcome you, too, into the life of the church at Yorkville. We'll have some official calligraphy-type documents coming for you shortly. Uh, in honor of the fact that you are a Vacation Bible School person, we have a couple of Vacation Bible School shirts from 2001. <laughs> I mean, these have aged really well. Bob, I don't think this is going to fit you. I don't know what to tell you. Use it as a chamois for your car. And this wonderful Presbyterian handbook, there's stuff in here that you won't believe how wonderful it is. I was reading this morning the chapter on how to stay awake in church. Some wonderful <laughs> pointers in there. And uh, I want to welcome you, but I also want to take your official um, picture as well. So God bless you guys. And we welcome you to the Fellowship of York Field. And they're going to clap in a second. And I'm just going to take this little picture right here. All right. Excellent. Very good. Winnie. I welcome you now to 
our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we owe that. He gives to you. That's what we give. Again, a meal that reminds us of that incredible grace of God that comes to us, though we never merited it, burned it, died for us, even bonds of redemption, as it says. That we might be free, that we might be whole, that we might be born again. Come.
And now when you go from this place, see, faith makes my voice grow without anything to do with it myself. Um, From the tiniest of beginnings, God's doing this work in you. From a tiny little beginning, a tiny little voice in John Woolman back in the 1700s, he began to hear that it's not a good idea for Quakers, or for that matter, anybody, to have slaves. And by the time of the American Revolution, no Quaker in America had slaves. That grew in him. A little Albanian woman heard the voice of God inside of her, just a little tiny voice, a little tiny woman. And before it was all over, Mother Teresa had done a huge, beautiful work in the world. Tiny beginnings. God's work, God's grace working in us, not our work. Open yourselves. Let that grace grow in you and give thanks. And know that the love of God, that amazing grace of Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, are with you today, tomorrow, and always. Amen. Amen.